This is the Architecture and Innovation Podcast by Syraclad, featuring one-on-one interviews with designers, contractors, city managers, and civic leaders, as well as thought leaders committed to sustainability, innovation, and solutions that are attractive, affordable, and create healthy living environments. Our podcast illuminates the challenges, breakthroughs, and proven solutions brought to industries, organizations, and our communities. From the office and manufacturer of Syraclad in Redmond, Washington, and on location, this is the Architecture and Innovation Podcast. For our guest today, we're honored and uh, really excited to welcome Vraka Knezevic, architect and founder of Plana, a Los Angeles-based architecture and design studio rooted in design, ecological, and social sustainability and effective project management. Their mission is to create environments that are timeless, great word, inspirational, and bring forth positive outcomes. You can find them on the web at planaarchitects.com. Again, that's plana, P-L-A-N-A, architects.com. Hello, Bronca. Thank you very much for being here. Great to have you, really. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here again. (laughs) Bronca, we talked, again, we like to start our show with a quote, and you have a, a quote for your audience today. Can you share it, please? Sure, sure. So this quote goes like this. Um, Architecture is the learned game, correct and magnificent, of forms assembled in the light. And this is by Le Corbusier. The light. Go into that light, if you will. I mean, everything about this uh, quote. I mean, I'm an architect. I I think... um, uh, I think, I mean, I'm in love with our profession, first of all. Uh, I'm very passionate about it. And um, But the way this sentence just goes is it's a learned game. So there's a playfulness to it because it's a game, but it's also serious because you learn it. And I think it's great that you learn it because it's not something that, uh, you know, God just like bestows upon you and you're lucky to be in it or not you learn it it takes time and then it says that it's correct and magnificent architecture has to be correct it's magnificent it's inspiring and then it talks about forms and these forms are assembled in the light they're not just random they're assembled and of course the main ingredient is the light and so i mean this concoction of words is just so wonderful for me and um, you know we're here in this show we're talking about materials and um, I just thought that this uh, quote was so appropriate and inspiring I do too that's just terrific what uh, about the building materials I don't know if there's a percentage or how much obviously it it matters but what uh, how much time do you invest in actually seeking the correct, back to that word correct, materials and its application on a daily basis. I don't know if you have to quantify it exactly, but if you just put kind of a front of mind thought of how much it merely matters to with you personally and professionally. Yeah, I think, I think I, I, I do think about materials a lot. And even if I'm not like at my desk, um, uh, or at a table with a bunch of samples or on the internet researching materials, uh, I'm thinking about them. Uh, and I think for, um, 
for us architects, it's almost it almost I think it almost becomes intuitive at some point to 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 incorporate materials in our process, if that makes sense. Um, yes. But I think as architects, we we have to think about materials. Um, you know, buildings are made of materials, <laughs> right? Um, and uh, you know, we think about architecture a lot as um, this kind of abstract thing, and we're like designers, and we operate in this like uh, sort of uh, abstract um, space of like aesthetics, and a lot of it is like on Instagram, and there's these like cool, you know, renderings and uh, drawings and ideas and visions, you know, but. At the end of the game, you know, at the end of the day, architecture is made up of like things in a real space. It's made up of steel, concrete, wood. People have to put these materials together, you know. Uh, and then for the end user, you know, like they experience these materials if, if they're finishes uh, and so forth. Uh, so, you know, it does take up a lot of our time, I think, as architects, thinking about materials, not just finishes, but how they go together, how they stand the test of time, um, you know, sustainability is obviously a big uh, issue now. So I think we do spend a lot of time, not just me, I think in general architects do spend a lot of time thinking about materials, selecting materials, um, detailing materials and how they go together. Um, for sure. Yeah. How do you keep up to date with so many changes and so many really interesting and proving proven products? Is there a process, a formal process, or is it just because you're so immersed? Sure. Sure. Uh, so, you know, building technology is always changing and evolving, right? And, uh, as architects, we have to stay on top of this. Um, I think also, you know, recently, you know, during um, the pandemic, we've experienced great shortages. And I think that architects have to be very resourceful in what types of materials they used and, uh, and you know, whether they were available and what the lead time was and that sort of thing. Um, so there's always also, you know, trends that are going on, like uh, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, 3D printed houses or um, carbon fiber reinforced structures and, you know, stuff like that. And then more aesthetically, you know, like what are the in materials and whether they will continue to be in in a couple of years or 10 years. Um, so um, I think it is important to stay how you said it, you know, um, up to date. Um, and we do this through research. Uh, we do this through, um, you know, interacting with other architects and builders um, and um, uh, just um, a lot of the manufacturers too will, uh, will reach out and um, uh, send us newsletters on their products. Um, so I think there's many avenues to, to stay up to date. Uh, and um, I think um, also, uh, just walking around and looking at uh, what others are doing, like what are recent projects that are built or, you know, buildings that were renovated recently and what are they using and what was their experience with uh, with a particular material or, or product is also a good way to stay up to date. What, uh, what factors do you consider in, in your selection of a material or specification? Are there, is there a formal mental process that you go through? Um, sure. Well, uh, in in some of these uh, materials and assemblies, we we have consultants that that help us uh, with our selections. 
Um, these could include like waterproofing specialists, for example. Um, in um, others, um, for example, lighting, uh, I'm in touch with um, a number of lighting reps uh, that constantly send me um, information or updates or inspirations and that's um, that's sometimes how uh, we come across like really stunning fixtures or fixtures that um, uh, that you know we're looking to achieve a specific effect or something like that so we do uh, collaborate with with people and I like doing this rather than just like you know finding things on the internet um, because I think it's really important to uh, listen to other people's experience uh, when using a specific product. Um, with uh, with finishes, I think the um, the process is a little bit more fluid. I think uh, with finishes, we try to not just you know um, uh, provide like a certain atmosphere or effect, uh, but how the material wears, especially, is important for me um, because uh, something that might look beautiful, you know, like when the project is uh, uh, completed and um, is photographed might look totally different in a year or two, uh, you know, when when people have walked over it or touched it so many times. So I think durability is important. Um, and uh, I also like to stay away from things that are super trendy at the moment because I feel like it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. You know, it's really cool now, but then um, these uh, these trends tend to pass. Um, so I think there's like a, another quote by, um, I think Coco Chanel or someone like that, like about the difference between something being a trend and what is really style. So style is something like maybe in the fashion world, something a little bit more, um, timeless. Uh, and uh, I think it's the same in architecture where you're trying to do something a little bit more timeless rather than something that's just of the, mo of the moment. So I think these are some of the like considerations when, when I think selecting materials for our projects. I like how you said updates and inspiration. How much would you put into inspiration, how it plays out in your professional life maybe personal if you don't mind touching on that but how much inspiration really sparks uh, actual you know, manifestation so to speak uh well inspiration is i think so important in everyone's life you know like if we were just robots roaming this planet doing our work <laughs> right it wouldn't be interesting and um beyond architecture i think people who experience our spaces too have to feel uh, inspiration, right? And I think it's something, uh, it's a good word too, because to inspire, to evoke spirit, to evoke something grander maybe. Um, and we all need this. We all need this in our lives. I think in our uh, creative process too, you know, we, um, something might inspire us. Maybe it's something we've seen or uh, something in nature or uh, something that another architect did and we're just kind of responding to that. Um, or art. Art is a great source of inspiration, I think, for me personally. Uh, so it's just so important and you need to have that spark, I think, in architecture and in life. Outstanding. You're listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast presented by Seraclad. We're talking today with Branka Knezevic of Plana Architects, principal of Plana Architects. For more information, feel free to visit their website at planaarchitects.com. Again, that's P L A N 
www.aarchitects.com. Bronca, we'll uh, touch on that word timeless again because uh, uh, circle back to your trend versus style and the timelessness and how important it is and how do you access or know or understand when something is timeless? Ooh, that's a great question. I think it's um, a hunch, honestly. Okay, okay. Uh, and, um, you know, even when I was a, a little girl, I have to mention my mother, um, you know, as, as kids, as teenagers, we always kind of like to be like trendy and we like to follow like, what's the latest thing? What are the latest sneakers? Who's wearing what? And, you know, my mother always taught me to, to be original, to be different, to be to be me, you know? And I think that's a great uh, a way of kind of differentiating like what everyone else is doing versus what you're doing and kind of staying true to your own identity. And I think the same goes for architecture. I think architecture and design in general, um, uh, you can apply that same, I think, logic. Um, you know, um, for a while now, I think we've seen uh, that, you know, white, polished Carrera marble uh, used everywhere. And we've used it too. Uh, but it's just something that is just so overwhelming. It's like everywhere. And that's, I think, when, when you know, I at least start thinking like, hmm, you know, is there something else? Is there another material? Is there something else we can do here? I mean, Carrera marble, thankfully, is, is a classical like material. It's been around for forever, right? Uh, but when it becomes like like that, like everywhere, I think that's when you when you start to question it, I think. So, you know, and, you know, design and aesthetics, we all go through these like cycles of like what's what's happening now versus like what can stand the test of time um, in architecture, like in terms of forms, um, I've always gravitated to uh, uh, to uh, maybe like a slightly simpler uh, geometry. Um, I like using simple, straightforward materials in, in our designs. I like form and space and uh, giving people like the breadth of space versus, you know, just um, uh, filling it with, with things that, uh, you know, are all over Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and by the way, I've said Instagram a few times now. I'm on it, and I think you're on it too. Uh, but yes. um, uh, I think that's a huge, uh, like, uh, um, I'd say sack of trends in design. And I'd like to be, like, a little wary of, of stuff like that. Uh, first of all, um, I think is, you know, we still occupy three-dimensional space, right? And I think that, um, you know, our uh, sort of shift into the digital uh, arena and uh, social social media especially has, I think, separated us from, from that, from occupying the physical space. And there's so much beautiful imagery that you can see on Instagram and, and places like this. And I think people are stopped, stopped looking around themselves. I think uh, we've lost like such a richness and experience uh, by transitioning into the digital. Um, so I think, you know, with, as we started talking about trends and timelessness, right? But I do want to say that, you know, um, uh, we should be kind of careful a little bit in, in how, we, um, um, uh, how we spend our time and 
how we direct our awareness. Um, um, so, um, back to materials, uh, what we um, see, feel, and touch is is something that you know we experience with our bodies and not on a on a screen, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, timeless uh, spaces and architecture, I think, also um, can. I think give you um, a more uplifting experience than uh, than something that is, you know, just uh, produced to uh, to satisfy a trend. Trends are usually something that is maybe shallow, shallower, and something that appeals to um, um, not the masses, but uh, but yes, the masses too. I mean, I, I certainly sound uh, like a total snob when I say that, but uh, I would like, you know, also the majority of people to to be uplifted and not just, you know, you know, have a passing two minutes, you know, interaction with with some gimmick and move on with their life. And I think that architecture has a great way of of doing that, even for a large large groups of people and even changing society if you want to push it even farther um so i think that's where timelessness is really important i love it that uh you're obviously more interested not just as interested in architecture design and the materials that uh represent it but also life there's got a curiosity of life that i think transcends into your work as well am i Reading into it differently or no? Um, sure, sure. Or my work, uh, or it's the other way. It can also be the other way too, right? My work translates into my life. Um, I was I recently had this conversation with my father, and uh, you know, my professional life uh, is certainly the dominant kind of part of my life. You know, you have your relationships, you have family, and all of these are. Very important, but uh, for me personally, uh, my profession has always uh, played a big part in my overall life and experience of life. Um, and so it goes both ways, too. Um, uh, and I think architecture is a profession that touches so many aspects of um, of life. You know, there's uh, the more artistic um, aspect to it, but there's the technical, there's the social. Um, so, um, I would agree with that statement that, you know, I, I do put a lot of my life into my work and my, a lot of my work into my life. And I think it's a, it's a great, uh, balance too. Yeah. And also, and this is, this is another take is I, I, uh, I've noticed that you also, your idea when you, you jokingly said, uh, oh, I sound like the, with the masses and your take on that, but you're looking at things that how could it be at its highest level? Because you see such beauty and such potential in almost everything that you just go for your own sake, for its own sake, rise up to it. Is that more so a perspective of yours? Yes, absolutely. And I think we have to use any tool we have, whether it's architecture or engineering or business or uh, whatever you're doing, um, I think you need to use it for the betterment of not just yourself, but everybody. And um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I hold myself to pretty high standards in, in a lot of things, and I, it is a lot of pressure. But I think, you know, that's kind of our mission here on, 
on, on earth, you know, like we were made, you know, to to lift, to rise, to uh, evolve. And uh, as uh, you know, and also we have that responsibility to others to to, you know, lift as many other people with us as well. So, yeah, and I think there's uh, there's great nobility with that uh, in, in our profession. So I think that's that's great. I like what you said there. Sums it up: this lift, rise, and evolve. Did that just come to you, or have you, do you kind of yeah, work, with that? work with that? <laughs> okay, lift, rise, and evolve. Mm-hmm. In every in every aspect of life, as much as you in every aspect of life. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, can you describe maybe sometimes if there is a, either a frustration or? Just, a, just oh, a little, I, I wish um, it could I, go higher. I admire people who work out. That's something. Do I what? Do work out? Uh, yeah, I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> I do a lot of these things. And I, I think a lot of people who do have a workout routine, whatever it is, whether it's running or they go to the gym or they go to yoga, um, first of all, it's discipline. You know, you have to, you have to get there and do that, you know. <laughs> uh, and uh, a lot of these um, types of uh, thoughts, you know, like uh, it's challenging, obviously. It's not easy, like doing physical work uh, uh, can be kind of applied to our professional or personal lives. And uh, a lot of it is uh, perseverance, um, dedication. I said discipline also. Uh, you have to be focused, like you can't think of other things while you're doing these things. So um, so I think that's a good sort of like way to think about it too, is, um, um, you know, working out, you're working on some kind of skill or technique and you are bettering yourself, you know, uh, um, you, you're not just bettering your body, but through that you're uh, improving your spirit as well, you know. Um, so... Um, so yeah, um, I don't know what we were talking about. <laughs> no, no, yeah, you, you, you answered that. The lift, the lift, yeah, the like lift, rise, and evolve. Yeah, exactly. So it's the same thing, just like working out. You're, you're doing, you know, and you, and through it all, you build community too. What a bonus! Mm-hmm. Outstanding. This is fascinating. You're listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast by Clad. We're talking today with Bronka Knezevic of Plana. Architects. For more information, you can visit their website at planaarchitects.com. That's planaarchitects.com. Your spirit. Well, I'm going to segue real quick to what you talked about, your spirit, and how much uh, there's a, a non-visual component to your your work. Can you share that? If I, uh, I think that's a good one. Uh, well, uh, speaking of materials and aesthetics, uh, there's always, I think, a je ne sais quoi about our projects. And um, um, now that some of them are built <laughs> and I need to photograph them, I think that it uh, it does show. Um, you know, recently we completed a, um, uh, for us, a pretty significant uh, remodel for um, a LinkedIn um, building up in Carpinteria. And uh, it's one of their studios. And, um, you know, it's still actually kind of unfinished, but most of the furniture is there. We're still waiting for certain pieces. Like I mentioned, there was a lot of um, uh, delivery issues that we're still working through. But I was recently there uh, for like the final kind of walkthrough with the clients and the contractor. And um, it was um, like, it felt different. There was like a, an air about it that, um, 
that is, I think, uniquely our, like, style. And um, I, I gotta say, like, um, compared to some of their other buildings, uh, this one had definitely an elevated uh, aesthetic. It's, um, it's quite minimal. There's not a lot of stuff, not a lot of furniture, not a lot of details, not a lot of colors. Uh, although they will add the graphics, like they, they love graphics and they, they work with a really good graphics company and we've also participated in that. So there will be some color in the end. Uh, but, um, it, and they said it themselves, this isn't unlike any, any other space we have on this campus. And, um, there, I think there is, there is that like aesthetical or even beyond aesthetical, like the, the feeling that you get when you, when you enter, um, the, the space. Um, so, I, you know, if, if that has to do with spirit, um, I'm hoping that whoever kind of uses this space will, will become sort of, um, absorbed into that, into that type of atmosphere, um, in, in the future. And, uh, I mean, wow, what a great way to, you know, whoever, you know, this, this space is meant for, um, authors who record courses for LinkedIn. I'm hoping that it'll definitely improve their experience, uh, while they're, uh, while they're there, um, uh, doing their thing too, you know? So, um, so yeah, spirit, it's important. Bronca, what would you uh, like to share with your audience today that we may not have touched on? Mm, let's see. Uh, well, I, I like to always end on a positive note, as you know. Um, uh, but I don't want to repeat myself too much. Um, let's see. Well, in this, um, in this time, I, I suppose, um, um, uh, you know, we've talked about materials, we talked about timelessness, uh, we talked about spirit a little bit. Um, uh, I guess materials, uh, we shape them, you know, we shape them with our hands, we shape them with our thinking about, you know, technical aspects, assemblies as architects. Uh, maybe for, you know, people who are interested in architecture or, uh, in some, uh, space that relates to architecture, um, whatever their tools or materials are, we can certainly use them for the betterment of, um, ourselves and others. Um, and, um, and yeah, I think that's maybe, maybe the kind of summary of, of our conversation. <laughs> Thank you very much, Bronca. Bronca, it's, it's really, uh, it's always an honor and pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you very much, really. Thank you. It's always a pleasure uh, being your guest. Thank you so much, Bronca. Our guest today has been Bronca Knezevic, architect and founder of Plana, a Los Angeles-based architecture and design studio rooted in design, ecological, and social sustainability and effective project management. Their mission is to create environments that are timeless, inspirational, and bring forth positive outcomes. For more information, you can visit their website at planaarchitects.com. Again, planaarchitects.com. You've been listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast, powered by Cereclad.